everyone, and welcome to the Grit and Grace podcast. I am your host, Tanya Bruton from Texas, and I'm so glad that you're here today. Today is episode 20 of the Grit and Grace podcast, and our show topic today is when God chooses not to heal, living with chronic illness. And my special guest for this episode is my beautiful firstborn daughter, Kara Folks. I'm going to go ahead and bring her on. Hi, Kara. Hi. Hey, great to have you on the show today. Again, you were on my show a while back when we did the one about uh, living with disability, I believe. Um, but anyways, I'm glad to have you back. Do you want to say hi to everyone? Hello. How's everyone doing? I'm doing good. <laughs> good, good, good. So I was just um, letting them know the title of the show today is uh, when God chooses not to heal, living with chronic illness. And so Kara was born with biliary atresia, which is a, a birth defect that happens in to like one and so many thousand children. And it happened to be my first child. And what that is, is in simplest terms, Kara was born without a common bile duct to drain her liver from her intestine. So she required a liver transplant. So she had her first transplant when she was eight months old. This was in 1992. And I had to give her part of my liver since um, she got so sick and on the waiting list and we we got several livers come in but they either weren't a match or they weren't any good so she got so sick that we had to um i had to give her part of mine now we live in texas and again this was in 1992 they had only been just starting out to do um living related liver donation this was a very new procedure as a matter of fact we were the fourth people in the state of texas to do that i don't know if you knew that kara but i was only the fourth wow. person in the whole state to, to do that surgery and i was 16 wow. at the time yeah so and uh the thing was is um i was 16 at the time and i was on medicaid which is um um a state you know insurance thing uh for those of you who don't know yeah and um so they had to while Kara was in like uh PICU literally dying um they were rushing around um having to get me evaluated by like um psychiatrists and all of these things because I was under 18 to determine if I was mature enough to make the decision to lay down my life and risk my life to save my daughter and it, I thought that was kind of crazy because I'm like, well, I'm old enough to have the baby. I should be old enough to save yeah. the baby. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. yeah. So we went through all that. And um, like I said, Kara was eight months. We were both in the hospital. She was in there, I think, for about two and a half months just for that part, that surgery. And I think I was in there almost a month. <clears throat> and um, so, and then moving along over the years, um, Kara did, Kara never did like, she would do well for time, certain, you know, small length of times, but really she, she never did well for very long because she would just keep getting infections and infections and infections and, um, and different things with the liver. Um, 
and that's just a real that was a real complicated procedure I don't want to like bore you guys with the details, but she eventually, when she was five years old, that liver failed and she had to have another liver transplant. So that was their second organ transplant. So, but then as she got older and continued to get sick and sick and sick, um, again, with infections, 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 they would put her on these major heavy antibiotics. Well, those antibiotics ruined her kidneys. So then she developed nephrotic syndrome. And then Kara, what, how old were you? Do you remember? Um, unfortunately, oh, excuse me. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I don't, <laughs> I'll lose memory when it comes to your age, when you, around about the age when you started dialysis. Do you remember that? Um. So, uh, so if I, I had my kidney transplant September 1st of 2013. So I want to say I was on dialysis for five years before that so so <laughs> I don't yeah. exactly yeah so I mean I just I didn't really keep track really like you know when I started all that I just know you know I was going through it so <laughs> I think you were in your early 20s so we're talking here yeah so we're talking <laughs> yeah I think to... I like two, actually I was like I think I was like 19 I want to say yeah when I started because I was living in Pollock Point in 2009 so or 2008 so I think I was 19 yeah so like I said uh we're dealing here then yeah. we're we're talking here you guys are are, to, are are listening here to a three-time organ transplant recipient and um so and so Kara um let's just get into it like I wanted to read well like I said the, the topic is when God chooses not to heal so let's talk about that a little bit I mean Kara She's not going to remember some of this because she was a baby in it, but I'm going to give Kara a chance to like give her point of view here in a second. But of course, when Kara was born, you know, I, I was a Christian. Um, my mother was a Christian and my mother helped me a lot with Kara um, at the time because I was a single mother. So, but yeah, we prayed for Kara, um, you know, many, many times over the years we um took her to church we had her prayed for by you know preachers pastors we we did everything we did all the churchy stuff we went to the altar we've had hands laid on her uh we've done the uh, anointing oil anointed her with oil prayed over her uh we fasted for her i I got into the word and I know all the scriptures by his stripes were healed i've I've named it I've claimed it. Um, I've prayed and prayed my, I have journals full of prayers, Lord heal my daughter. Um, if we ask anything, uh, according to his will, he hears us, you know, all those scriptures, um, I've prayed for her and up to the point to where, and let's make sure Kara, that if we talk about this, I'm, and I'm just going to bring it up just real briefly that we don't say the name of this person, but, um, cause yeah. I don't like to do that, but we took her to a very popular, evangelist crusade at one point and i think by this time i think kara was maybe five or six years old um i don't recall but there's a very popular uh, televangelist that was having a healing crusade um he's the one that blows on you and you fall down and then you're healed and so <laughs> we went to dallas and it was this big arena and I remember, I'll never forget this memory. Um, 
the crowds were so intense that we almost got mulled up, you know, mulled over trying to get into the um, arena. Uh, people were just running people over to get in. And you know why? I mean, I thought about that. And it's because people just like us were desperate to believe in this. And so we finally got in and we sat through the whole thing, which was really boring. And there were two people behind us in the seats in the stadium, these two women behind us that kept laughing like hyenas, really like um, mischievous laughs. And um, my dad and I kept turning around looking at these ladies and they were like, oh, she's in the spirit. And I'm like, yeah, she's in the spirit. All right. <laughs> I don't know what kind of spirit, but when they finally, yeah. Yeah, when the when the thing was finally over or when it come to the end where where he can blow on you and you can fall down and get healed, we went to grab Kara out of the, you know, and to take her down there to try to get in line and make our way down there. And she had fell asleep during the whole thing because she was young and it was like I said, it was really boring, but she had fell asleep. And um, I, I mean, Kara, you were little, so I hope you don't get mad, but she, she no. had she kind of wet her pants so we couldn't even do when we woke up we couldn't take her down there so we got disappointed yeah. but we realized nothing was going to come of it anyways i mean i don't want to just yeah. i don't want to say so at some point though as her mother like i Kara and i were talking last night and at some point as her mother you know she's going to have a different perspective and i'm about to let her share that but i just i finally had to accept that god was not going to heal my daughter and I had to come to terms with that. Um, I did go through, I did go through some times of bitterness and resentment. Like it was unfair. Why did I get dealt these cards? Why did I, why did I ha have a sick child? You know, I mean, it's very, very hard um, to, you know, there were times when she was like four or five, six years old. And I know, I'm sure maybe you've all seen someone with a feeding tube in their nose. Um, and so if she wasn't like, getting the proper nutrients she needed, she had to have this feeding tube in her nose and she had to have it at home because with Kara, she would get sick so much, so, so often that, you know, they wouldn't just keep her in the hospital all the time. Although we were there a lot, they would try to make sure she could stay home. So we would do things like feeding tubes, bile duct tubes, central lines and things like that at home. And sometimes we would have home health nurses come help with that, but sometimes I did it. So with the feeding yeah. tubes, um, imagine your five-year-old daughter and you have to straddle her and sit on top of her. Okay. And she's crying and you're shoving a tube down her nose and gagging her. You know what I mean? You have to shove it down their nose and it has to go in the back of her throat down to into where it goes all the way into the stomach for the nutrients to get into her stomach. And, um, yeah. you know, watching her just go through painful procedures and cry, you know, for her mama and, and not being able to help her, not being able to alleviate her pain, not being able to fix the problem um, was really, really hard on me. And so I did get not really angry with God. I mean, I guess I did sometimes get angry with God, but at some point I come to accept it and I come to trust in the sovereignty of God that yeah. there's, a, there's a reason. I don't know the reason I can kind of guess, you know, um, maybe I need to learn some empathy and need to learn, um, uh, you know, we learn things through suffering. Um, as a matter of fact, before I get into your stuff, Kara, I wanted to read uh, just a few scriptures that are related to the subject. Um, and one of them, let's see, is in, uh, I'm going to read from John. 
I should have already had these out. There we go. Here's John 9, 1 through 5 is a real good passage that I, that I, I think of. And what it says is, starting in verse 1, And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? So in other words, they think that that the sin came, I mean, that the sickness came from someone sinning. And Jesus answered, neither has this man sinned nor his parents. He's like, it's neither one. He's like, uh, but that the works of God should be man made manifest in him. So he's basically saying that um, God had another purpose that would bring him glory out of that sickness. And then um, there's another verse that I really love. Excuse me. Um, make sure. I'll... Another verse that I really love. And that is in. Oh, second Corinthians is a real, and this is a real familiar passage to some of you, but basically Paul is talking about the apostle Paul. Second Corinthians 12 verses six through 10. So what Paul was saying is um, he was talking about how he gets all these revelations from God, like these deep, deep, deep revelations from God. That's how he's writing, you know, the, this letter. And um, he says, so he's basically saying, um, unless, so unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations. So in another, in NIV, he says, so to keep me from being conceited, right? or prideful because he's getting all these revelations from God. He's like, to keep me from being uh, conceited, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be, you know, conceited. For this thing, I sought the Lord three times that he might remove it. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. So, you know, even Paul, even the apostle Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, he had a thorn in his flesh and he asked God three times to take it away and God wouldn't do it. So there's times that um, there's times that God heals. I believe that God does heal people and can heal people. So, you know, don't think that. Um, but when he doesn't, we need to know how to still trust him um, regardless. So Kara, tell me then let's talk about that. How do you being sick for, I'm not going to give your age away, but being sick for over 20, you know, almost 30 something years, um, how do you deal with that? How do you reconcile, you know, your, you know, your faith in God with, well, let's back up before I ask you that. Um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, tell me what it's like to live with, you know, your illness and how you reconcile that with your faith. So, I mean, it, it's rough, you know, it, it, there's times where it's, it's hard. Um, even still now, you know, it, even if when I don't get as, I'm not as sick as before, um, still when I'm sick and they have to, you know, shove things in my neck cause I can't, can't get lab work or anything. And then, you know, things are just not easy, you know, still, but, um, I mean, I just cope with it because I just pray, you know, I just, I know he's there, you know, I know he's there with me. So I'm safe. I feel, you know, I, I feel, you know, I have, you know, I feel okay. Um, I cope with it, you know, just, just, you know, just by having strength and faith, really. I mean, well, that's you know, the thing. I, yeah, you've always had, um, you've always had really 
strong faith and I don't I've never understood it but there was something you yeah. said to me last night and I uh, when I asked you, um, and uh, you know, have you ever been angry with God? And I like what you said. You said, um, you uh, like describe that. You said as a child, you weren't really uh, mad. So I, I, like I said, you know, I'm not going to say I wasn't angry or recall that or remember that or whatever, but, or I, that I haven't, you know, been that way um, because of how sick I was. But I do remember somewhat, you know, when I was in my teenage years, um, because of how bad it was, I was, you know, crying. I was like, you know, why me? I, I don't understand why I'm so sick. I don't, God, I don't want to be sick. I just take it away or, you know, heal me or make me feel better. Most times it was, you know, I was crying out to him to, to please heal me at the time. And, and so I can feel better and not so sick. But, you know, I, at the time when I was young, you know, I believed it. I believe in God and I knew, you know, who he was and everything, but um, I just didn't, I was confused as to why at the time, you know, you know, why is he didn't make, have me, you know, suffer. And so I was, I just, you know, was confused about the whole spiritual situation and um, just was sad and hurt. Not really, you know, mad at him, but for, you know, making me go through it, but just sad and hurt and just was crying to him, you know, Lord, why, you know, and. And I was just confused, you know, because I was like, you know, I was that young. I, I, I mean, I knew I knew who he was and believe in him. But at the time, I was like, you know, I didn't understand, you know, why he would have me go through that. But then as I got older, I feel like he opened up to me to show me why, you know, I went through that and why I'm still going through it. Because, you know, he has, you know, even though it wasn't healed all the way to me and my, in my perspective, I rather now I rather, I, I, I'm okay with going through this. I'd rather go through it than be healed completely in, in my perspective, because to me, it gives me strength and, um, a gift and to always smile and be okay. Like I, I'm always very positive. I'm very positive. I have a good attitude. I'm happy all the time. And that's the best feeling ever, especially whenever you're going through hard things and you have that because that's what, that's a gift he gave me is to, and to also be able to fight through other battles, you know, because he gave me this to keep battling and going through. That's so hard. So anything that comes my way, I know how to deal with anything else because he wouldn't give me something that I would not be able to handle. Right. The Bible so I feel like maybe that because he knew I could handle everything else too if I can go through this. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, right, right. I mean, the Bible says, um, I mean, you know, and people people say this all the time. God won't put on you more than you could stand or more than you can bear. Um, but yeah. you know, you know that inside yourself, you know, and that's what's interesting to me is that you know, I guess. You know, they've, I've heard people say that. I just thought of that, that people say that sick kids have a certain closeness to God. And that's what it yeah. was we were talking about last night. I was saying, you know, wow, you, you really like at a young age had a spiritual connection with God because you're saying, yeah, when you got older, I like how you say he opened it up to me. In other words, like he revealed yeah. it to you, you, you know, the purpose. Right. Of it. And it happened when you were, when you were pretty young. Yes. Yeah um so so you kind of told me um I like how you say that you see it as a gift 
you know, uh, that, mm-hmm. takes, that takes, uh, some strength and, and yeah. yeah. And for you guys listening or watching Kara does smile all the time. That is, she's speaking the truth there. She smiles all the time. But she's always happy. <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell you, like, I could tell them an example, like, you know, um, just recently, you know, they, they're like, she looks like she, you know, because I was in the hospital for UTI and kidney infection. So um, I went, I had, they always have to give me these IVs in my neck. And so I'll get back into the OR room and they were like, oh, she's going to need Versa. She's going to need this or that, you know, because she's going to freak out because it's going in her neck. And I just smiled and I'm like, God's here. I'm not worried, <laughs> you know, and just smiling away and they're like they're you know more nurses or doctors come in they're like what the heck like Mm -hmm. why how is how can she be so happy and laughing smiling right now like they're literally like you're a happy girl and I'm like for you to get something stuck in your neck I mean this is crazy and I'm like well I mean you know (laughs) and I mean through Christ you know God strengthens me every time so I believe you know (laughs) well that was always your he's there every step of the ways yeah, that was huh? yeah, Philippians four thirty. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget it. I learned that verse and Yeah, I learned that verse and started reading it and you know, and it was my favorite. I think whenever I was like maybe five or six or six or seven is when, you know, I started saying it when I was sick in the hospital and you know and I and like the time when I had that this uh semi wreck. Um, this is the time I really knew he was real because he had, you know, had a, his angels talk to me and, you know, I was like, we're fixing it in the wreck. You know, I was warning you and meanwhile at the time, my grandma, and it was way, way, way far behind when I get to the hospital and soon enough that thing, you know, hits us and we're like, what? Then when I get to the hospital, I was like, she was like, how did you know we're going to get in that wreck? Cause he was so far behind us. I was like, well, the angels were telling me. You, know, you guys are fixing it in the wreck. Now, here's another example. How did we not die? You know, because a wreck like that, we could, I could have died. You know, I, yeah. I could have, something really could have happened. But yeah. he, he might have warned us. You know, we, you know what I'm saying? But he, we could we could have gotten killed or hurt or something could have happened worse. But he, the wreck might have still happened, but he was at least letting us know, hey, you know, you're fixing it in this wreck, but you're going to be, you're going to have a broken leg, but you're going to be okay right you know i'm trying yeah kara was in kara was in a full body cast for a long time we got hit by a semi-truck and a bunch of other cars on Mm i-35 in dallas going like 70 miles an hour and yes kara we almost died because my life i mean that's that's never happened to me before my life flashed before my eyes like it shows in the movies where your life flashes before your eyes so when the car was like spinning out of control and i was looking back at you trying to reach for you and you were trying to reach for me but the car was just spinning in circles so much that the gravity was pulling us apart. And I just, my life went before my eyes, like in a movie tape. And I was, re- I was not ready to die, but I mean, I, I knew that I was about to die, but thank God, yeah. we, thank God we didn't. And yeah. so here's the thing though. Um, so basically, yeah. Uh, goodness, you've been through so much and, you know, so God uses God uses you to be a witness to doctors and nurses, it sounds like. And show them, can you show, okay, yeah, well, this is going to be on audio for some some people, but I was going to put a, I was going to put this on video on, on YouTube if I can. Show your fistula. <laughs> right here. 
Yeah, that's that's so Kara had a fistula put in. What a fistula is is they graft what is it a vein and an artery together? So for yeah, they they put an artery and vein together. Yes. Yeah, so that's mm -hmm. why she can't like get an IV in that one arm, and so the other arm's so worn out. That's why they have to put IVs yeah. in her neck now. But um, so let's just go on to say, let's see, I've got about maybe like six minutes left. These shows go faster now that they're only thirty minutes, but. Basically, um, you had you had um you had a few things to say last night about that. You said there's there's three things as far as like the reason you think that um or you know we don't uh, okay. Here's the thing. Let me just say this too. God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are above ours. So we we sit here and we we grasp at the reason. We grasp to understand, and we can try to understand. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but and that helps us to try to understand. But we, we, you know, if God, you know, only God fully knows his reasons and we, we, and we trust in that, but you know, what are some of the things that, you know, you've come to, to learn were maybe some of the, the purposes of God and the will of God as to why, you know, you've had to be sick all these years. One of them, I think that you've already talked about, you know, that you see it as a gift, but so that, um, but what was it about? And the other one was like, um, the other one was so I can be like a testimony to people. Yeah. Um, you know, tell them like, you know, my, my story, like say, if, you know, the ones that don't believe in God or whatever, you know, or they're having trouble in their life. Um, you know, I'm like, Hey, you know, I come, when I come around people, they're like, I'm like a light, you know, they, they, they smile. They, I bring, I can feel the, the energy and, and I could see, you know, that I can make them smile. I can, you know, turn their day around because I tell them, you know, what, I, what did I go through? I tell them, you know, everything and they're like wow you just made my day like I don't know how many people I've, I've done that for you know and um also the people you know that are new that have to be on this and go through this I can you know testify that it's going to be okay you know I can be a good energy for them and tell them how it, you know how it is and what what to expect and go through and stuff so yeah so basically <laughs> yeah. yeah so basically um you know uh you can give them hope um, yes, you know, people that are, that are just diagnosed with something yeah. because like you, like we were saying last night, um, he didn't heal you, but he didn't kill you. <laughs> he kept you yeah. alive, you know, he kept you alive yeah. for a reason. And, you know, mm -hmm. and I never, I never gonna, I, you know, I know, you know, some, you know, I don't question, you know, you know, uh, why you know why why because i know i know that he has his reasons he's and i'm never going to question that because at the end of the day you know i'm here for a reason still even though i should have been you know gone a long time ago but you know he's got me here for a reason I've, I've and i know that he's got something big planned for me and then there's another thing that i asked him you know when i was real sick i love there's here's another big one um so I've always wanted a baby. I always wanted a kid. Oh yeah. And um, the doctors, they swore up and down <laughs> that this is crazy. This is going to blow their mind a little bit. But because um, with all the health issues I have, you know, the doctors are like, she can't, you can't have a kid. You're going to die because, you know, of your health, it's not going to be able to take care of that baby or you're not going to carry it. You could die after, you know, you give birth. And so, um, one day I just kept, you know, I just kept praying. I was like, God, I really want to be a mother. I want to experience that. Cause I was afraid myself that I would never be able to have kids. And so it kind of hurt me, you know, but I put my faith in it and I prayed and I asked, I was like, God, I want a boy. 
um, to, you know, protect me, love me, um, you know, take care of me and show, you know, show me real love. And so I prayed for a boy and one kid and that's what I got. He blessed me with a baby and I found out I was pregnant. I was like, oh my gosh. And they were like so worried the whole time. But the thing is that was crazy is my whole pregnancy, I had no issues. I had no complications. It was great. Um, I went to let, you know, my water broke on its own. Um, when God, you know, felt that my body was okay, it can only carry it this far. And then he was perfectly healthy. I Nothing happened. I mean, I had to have an emergency C-section. But he's perfectly healthy, which I, I thank God every day. The biggest thing I think for is is to, is that he gave me that gift also for gifting me. He blessed me with a baby and, and you know, he's a sweet boy, you know, and <laughs> but he's healthy as can be. And I, I thank him every, every day that he's healthy. So that way, because I feel like he blessed him to be healthy and gave me a healthy child because he knows that I'm already going through illnesses and when he gets older he could take care of me you know <laughs> amen so yeah so that's awesome so again you know Kara's a testimony of how you know you can live with chronic illness you can live with suffering but not suffer you know with the grace of god she's able to have a happy attitude um god did keep her alive and did give her a child and we're very grateful so while god god does heal he'll also give you the grace to 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 walk through it when he doesn't so let's trust god trust his sovereignty and lean on his grace and mercy right so i just thank god for um your testimony and thanks for coming on kara um y'all tune in next week um for um episode 21 um this will be downloaded to uh, or uploaded to youtube and spotify by thursday make sure you subscribe like watch and share with your friends and tell tell them all to watch and so until next time i thank you for listening to the grit and grace podcast Bye bye